Hi friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me. The podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday. Today we're discussing different ways to choose your next read. We'll discuss our preferred methods and share some that might work for you. But of course, before we dive into that, we're going to talk about the things we're currently reading. So Jacqueline, why don't you get us started? Okay. So I am halfway through Heartbones by Yay. Colleen Hoover. I'm excited I'm struggling. about that. Oh, are you? Yeah. Is it the YA? I guess. I don't know. I, I'm filming a spoiler vlog and... I had all day yesterday to read. I was off. I mean, I had other things to get done, which I did do. But I just don't care about the book. I don't care about the characters. I don't feel like the writing style is very, like, it doesn't seem like it's Colleen Hoover. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm really struggling. Like, I really, if I wasn't doing a spoiler vlog and if it wasn't Colleen Hoover I would DNF honestly wow that's so surprising because I know she's your favorite author of all time I will say when I first picked it up it actually took me like a couple of days to get past not the first part or not like the first half but maybe like the first 50 pages and then after that like once she got to the location that she's at for the majority of the book Mm -hmm. um it definitely picked up for me um but I know I have heard other people that's like oh it's just all about this like beach summer and it's not like the romance but I don't know I really liked it so I mean the first chapter yeah the first chapter was really good I like I love when Colleen Hoover gets into, like, the nitty-gritty right away. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I really liked the first chapter. And from that, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to like this book. Like, you know, it feels like a Colleen Hoover book. And then after that, I don't like it anymore. (laughs) And I'm, like, 153 pages in, so... Wow. Well, definitely things do take a turn. So we shall see. I can't wait to watch your vlog about it and see what you think at the end. I want to hear that star rating, though. (laughs) Um, So I'm currently reading a very short book. It's only 277 pages. It's called Black Sunday by Tola Rotimi Abraham. And this is set in Nigeria. It's written by a black woman. It follows the fall of a family. Um, It's told and four different POVs, all siblings. So you have the mom and the dad, you have twin girls, and then their younger brothers. I'm not far into it at all, like maybe like 20, 25 pages. Um, But basically the story talks about at the very beginning, like the first chapter really, I guess they're living this comfortable life. Um, The mom works for like, she's the secretary of like a government official or something like that. And because of a restructuring and the government, she loses her job. And she ends up picking up like side jobs and stuff, but it's basically the fall of this family into poverty going from, I mean, can you imagine like falling into poverty, like four kids, like what? Um, So yeah, and this is the second book that I've written set in Nigeria. So I do, I feel like a little bit more familiar (laughs) with the setting this time. So that's very interesting, but I heard it spans like many years, like two decades or something like that. So yeah, so far so good. Very different than what I normally read, but I'm branching out. I'm trying to. Today we're tackling the age-old question, which book should I read next? I thought this would be a fun discussion because even though I have plenty of books I want to read, I almost never have a plan on which book I am going to pick up after my current read. 
So pre-book two days, I would read a book and then I would go out and buy another one to read. And I'd read that book and then I'd go buy another one to read. Just follow that formula. I rarely had unread books lying around. It wasn't until I joined BookTube six years ago that I started accumulating so many books, so much more than I was reading. And because I had so many, I never knew which ones to prioritize. So I followed the booktube trend and created monthly TBRs for myself. I thought that was the solution. However, after forcing myself to do this year after year, I realized how pointless these videos were because I'm a mood reader. And I think you are too, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't judge a month ahead of time what I'm going to be in the mood for. So I I ditched plan TBRs and that allowed me the freedom to change my mind as much as I wanted throughout my reading but also it lacked planning which I also like so I've had to devise other methods to keep my reading flowing. I agree with you when I first got started on booktube also I was just doing the TBR videos because they're like the most popular they're also the most viewed so I know sometimes it's hard when you fall into like just making like the most viewed videos or what people want instead of making the content that you want or that you enjoy making. And so it's just been recently in the last few months that I also gave up making TBR videos. And some of those reasons are because like I am kind of a mood reader as well. And so when I had, you know, like these 10 books that I wanted to get to, I felt like then all month long, there were all these other books that I wanted to read instead. Like my mind would change But then also along with that, with my online book club, we actually do a bunch of like monthly themed TBR challenges. And if I wanted to participate in those, I couldn't really participate in those challenges and also film a monthly TBR. Like for instance, when we did Jeopardy, those prompts only came to us at certain times after you finished a book that you already read. So there was no way that I would know my TBR for the month. And this month I'm doing a wheel of TBR in my book club. And again, like once I spin and I read a book, then I spin again and get a different prompt. So it just made sense for me to give up those TBR videos. And I actually really am glad that I did. I have been having a lot more fun actually participating in my online book club because we do a bunch of different TBR challenges. Sometimes they're individual, sometimes they're teams, sometimes they're game themed or season themed. And so I'm glad that I'm prioritizing that because I get to know the members in the book club a lot better than just making a TBR video on BookTube and then, you know, feeling bad that I only read like two books out of that stack. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I loved, I participated in the book of Jeopardy. And as you know, it was so much fun but yeah you really can't create a tbr for that i like the spontaneity of it because you can even if i have books kind of set aside like these are the ones i want to read next if a new release comes out i'm going to be like i want to prioritize that Mm -hmm. i want to read that now or a hold came in from a library or something like that even though i don't plan book by book what i want to read next i definitely have different video ideas in mind or feel drawn to certain genres during different times of the year. In the summer, I read more romance and more contemporary. And in fall, I'm all about thrillers. In winter, though, my reading's kind of just all over the place. I'm kind of like whatever I didn't get to. And I also feel like since winter like starts in one year and ends in another year, and I feel like just books in general kind of you know you'd go by release year it's hard to like nail down my reading in winter (laughs) I'm the opposite of that like I think I read all genres all the time probably because I read 
less type of genres than you maybe like I think you read more groups of genre I don't know whatever that's called like (laughs) different I feel like I'm like thriller romance and then I sprinkle in just a really tiny bit of everything else but I usually try and read all of the genres all the time unless it's like a TBR challenge like for instance Jeopardy who knew that I wasn't going to read a thriller in August like what was that but I also have started reading books because of certain video ideas I have. And so with giving up the monthly TBR videos on YouTube, I instead started doing like the, you know, they're not like huge, like crazy secret TBR videos, but I've been doing like smaller secret TBR videos or themed reading vlogs a lot. And I actually really, really like that. And I... I love that I can just focus on like the two or three books that I'm reading for that video without having to think of like a TBR of 10 to 15 books. It's like, okay, I'm just going to get to, you know, these three, work on that video, get that out, and then, okay, now what do I want to read for my next three? You know what I mean? I feel like I get flexibility, I guess. Yeah, definitely. If I'm not working on a particular project um, and I'm choosing at random, I'll shop my shelves. I pick three to five books that I want to read or sound good and I'll read the first chapter of each and more often than not I immediately know okay this is the one I want to read next it's always the one that's the hardest to put down like oh now I gotta try the other one <laughs> but what also has happened is I'll read like all of them and I'm like none of these sounded good but I like you know I do have a healthy TBR so you know just go to your TBR pull off a couple of books that sound interesting read the first chapter see which one pulls you in and now that you got me hooked on audiobooks I've been kind of picking my TBR that way where whatever is available like on script at the moment or on Libby you know whatever comes that's like checked in now that's what I've been choosing to read next because I've been loving the listening to the audiobook and reading the physical book at the same time and with me being back at work it's nice to have an audiobook so that I feel like I'm reading or getting something done on my drive to work. And so that's what I've been most recently between the secret TBRs and the audiobooks kind of like prioritizing what I'm reading at the moment. Yeah, I still prioritize advanced readers copies, buddy reads that I'm doing, library holds, readathons, things like that. But if I'm just going with the flow, I'll sit in front of my shelves and just like stare at my book sometimes. Sometimes I'll read the first chapter until something like speaks to me. So some other methods, um, we talked about our methods. If you find yourself staring at your books trying to figure out what to read next and you try one of our tried and true methods if those don't work for you we have some others to share one of the first methods is a double booking method or you could even do triple booking this is where you read more than one book at a time so if you're able to read several books at once most of the time you're not going to finish them all at the exact time so that way when you're still like currently reading one but you finished a different one you have time to figure out like what the next one you want to pick up as it's like a staggered reading type of thing yeah I know some people like to read like an audiobook an ebook and a physical book and I'm like mm-hmm. how you do that doesn't work for me but it might work for you guys or they've done it with like different genres they'll be like okay I'm gonna mm-hmm. read a thriller a romance and like a nonfiction. I could or like I, a fantasy I know I wouldn't <laughs> yeah I wouldn't be able to read like three thrillers at once I'd be like who is this what where are the evil people <laughs> what's at what's happening <laughs> yeah you can also use website like which book which enables millions of combinations of factors and then suggest books on which most closely matches your needs or BookBub, a book discovery service that 
um, was created to help readers find new books and new authors. This method works nicely, especially when you'll be shopping for a new book rather than pulling from what you already have. So these websites, you go in, you plug in like, I want a happy book set in a contemporary setting, and maybe it's about family. And then they kind of, you know, show you some of those examples. Uh Um, So is this like what the booktubers were using like when some of them were coming out with those like I had a book recommendation service recommend me books yeah not exactly but yeah it it is kind of like that but it's not like a paid version this is just like a version you can do all by yourself so this is free yeah this is free (laughs) another option and I have actually done this one before I think on Instagram is to have your friends vote on the next book that you're going to read and so I love like the Instagram polls you can either do like a question where it's just where they type it in so you could do I don't know show a picture of a shelf you know one of your shelves or you could do it where it's a poll just between two books where you can you know Instagram has the like two setting or on Facebook and I guess on Twitter also you could have like four or five or six on a poll and so that's really great because you can kind of prioritize the ones that you're most excited for but you're just having a really hard time narrowing down to one yeah that's that's a really great idea I like it because it's kind of like these are the ones I'm interested in but like what do you guys think and then if they especially if they've read them then they can like weigh in like this was so good Um, another really cool idea is to create a next up shelf and I noticed when I was visiting you you kind of have this it's um, and you can update this as often as you needed so sometimes while I'm in the middle of a book I'll be thinking about what I want to read next but then by the time I finish my current read I've forgotten what book I had in mind so if you create a place to put all the books you're immediately interested in kind of like your extended tbr like mm-hmm. yes i have a hundred books on my tbr but these are like my top 20 i want to get to so if you create a place to put all the books that you're immediately interested in and refer to that shelf when you're looking for your next read it definitely narrows it down yeah a lot of people use like those book carts that you get at like michael's and stuff like i've mm-hmm. seen that those are kind of like they're immediate tbr shelves or whatever i just have like a record player stand that i put my books so you don't have to go buy something fancy for this you could literally just put you know a shelf i don't know a step yeah it doesn't even really have to be a shelf just like a stack on your floor in your bedroom that's what i used to do before i even had like books obviously i was just getting them from the library and i did not like have really a bookshelf or anything and i would just have a stack on the floor which of course i hated I mean, you know me. I would hate a stack of books on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. But I think just prioritizing, like, okay, this is a new release. I'm really excited about it. Obviously, I want to read this sooner rather than later. Um, So, yeah, just – or if you're reading a book and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I wanted to read that new Colleen Hoover book. Mm -hmm. You just put that in your next up shelf space. We'll say next up space. (laughs) Um, But your next up space. And then that way when you're finished, you're kind of like, well, what was that book I was thinking about? Especially if you're thinking about a couple. So that way you just always have a space. You go to that. And it's like it's a stack of 10 books instead of a stack of 100 books to go through. And especially since I'm such a visual person, it's so nice to actually just be able to look in that place. I don't have a lot of books, but if someone does have a lot of physical books, 
I would be so overwhelmed. Like I, you know, it's better to have like a place of like, oh, let me look. These are the only, like the books I'm going to focus on. You know what I mean? Another one, this is kind of what I mentioned before. This is what I do is waiting for an audiobook to become available or you read what is available. So I enjoy listening to audiobooks and reading along physically. And so does Gwen. I mean, you're the one that got me hooked yes. on this. And so <laughs> seeing like what script has available, because that's what I use or even Libby, you know, you're kind of waiting for holds to come in or you know waiting to check out things so that's what I've been doing recently I've been seeing what physical book I have on my shelf or if I could get it physically at the library you know and have it waiting and then when the audiobook comes in I'm like okay perfect time that's what I'm reading it's chosen for me (laughs) (laughs) exactly another simple one I know you guys have probably all heard this but you can make a TBR jar and you can do the TBR by genre or with challenges or by author or by book titles I mean just you can do it several different ways but just the classic throw names in a hat pull one out that's your next read I like that one a lot because it is so simple and it really does take a lot of the you know decision making out you know and you just pull it out and you're like okay this is what I'm going for (laughs) yeah (laughs) another thing you could do is write down the names of six books or a certain number of books that you want to read next and assign each a number and then you could roll a die I've seen there are I think there's a game on booktube where someone actually does this and that's really cool where you know you kind of figure out what you're reading based on the roll of a die and it's a cute little game that you can play and then if you don't want to do that I've done this before but you have to make sure okay so here let me get into this little story so the the next one is to have like your husband or pet choose your next read but I've done this before and you have to make sure that you give your husband like books that you currently want to read because like before I had I I think it was because I put too many books in like the space that I wanted him to pick from and I was like okay Alvin like pick my next read he literally chose the book that I like didn't want to read on the shelf and I was like why don't you pick this one or this one so make sure that you give them like a very small amount of books and make sure that they're the ones you actually want to read. Yeah, it's kind of like a poll your spouse. Yeah. Like, okay, these are the five books you have to choose from type yeah. thing. Because they're like, especially if they're not a reader. If they're not a reader, if your spouse is not a reader or your significant other or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, mm-hmm. is not a reader, they're like, ooh, pretty picture. Yeah. Or, oh, I like this color. And exactly. you're like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, and like he's totally not a reader. Like even reading like the title is probably too hard for him. And so I think he legit just picked a random book and d- had no clue like what it was. Or he was like, oh, yeah, I saw this sitting around the other day. And I was like, yeah, because I was going to unhaul it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think my husband would do the same thing if you look at his bookshelf he has no like books that you really read he has like his physics books from college and I'm like why do you still have that and he's like I never know and I'm like wow (laughs) so some other methods that we have to share with you guys you can read your books in the order that you bought them you can read them alphabetically by author or by book titles you can read your favorite author's backlist if you use goodreads you could track your tbr it assigns a number to each book based on when you add it to the list and then you could just throw them all in a random number generator like random.org 
org and have it choose for you. Yeah, you can read by publication date, the oldest to the newest, or vice versa. You can pick a shelf, like if you do have a bookshelf, and just read all the unread books on that shelf. You can also just close your eyes and pick something at random. Honestly, though, I just want to like clarify that like you don't actually have to pick any of these methods that we talked about. Sometimes you just want to go by your first instinct or mood. I know that with being a booktuber and, you know, even talking to other members in my book club, sometimes we get caught up in like the FOMO or just all the readathons and challenges and the arc and what po- what's popular. And so sometimes you really already know what book you want to choose. You're just mm-hmm. choosing not to read it because it's not going to fit in the readathon or it's not what's popular right now. And so especially with some of these choices that we like talked about with how to choose, when you're posting a poll and you're upset that there's a winner that you didn't want to win, Mm -hmm. that's how you know that you actually know which book you want to read. You know, if you're upset by what's winning or you're upset with the random generator picked. And so really try and go by your first instinct or your mood. And that's also how I feel like you know, we talked about how we can read more is choosing the first book that is your instinct, choosing, you know, what you actually want to read or DNFing things you don't want to and actually picking up the book you want to read. Yeah, definitely picking up the book you want to read, like just having the freedom. I mean, this is for fun. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is for us. So we're reading for fun. We're not reading for a job. This isn't required of us. Um, So getting creative with it, you'll always have something to read, but also just reading what you want and having the freedom that even if you're not enjoying what you're reading, being able to put that down and pick something else up that's Mm -hmm. really great too yeah and I I know that this isn't like for everyone but since I'm a minimalist like I honestly feel better that I don't own thousands of books I have a very small TBR I mean you saw my shelf (laughs) I probably have 50 books or less that I physically own and for me that just makes it easier for me to choose I feel like because I'm like a completionist so if I had a library filled with thousands of books like at my house I would be so overwhelmed with choosing my next read and I feel like that does happen to a lot of people just because I see a lot of people that have like a lot of trouble picking what next book to read because they have so many choices it's almost like in your closet and again I I don't have very many clothes because I follow (laughs) a minimalist wardrobe but in your closet you know people have these huge wardrobes but they keep picking the same favorite clothes the clothes that fit the clothes that they love and they don't choose those other clothes so what I do especially every single year I actually redo my whole TBR and I make sure that the books that are on my TBR are the ones that I actually am interested in because a lot of times I mean people are giving you recommendations you might see something hear something you add it just because it's popular but then Mm -hmm. you realize okay did I only add that because like it was a book of the month pick or you know did I actually want to read it and so I keep my Goodreads TBR really low it's only like at 250 right now and I already went through it the other day and I was like when the first of the year comes there are so many books that I'm taking off and I like that that works really well for me because I have a list then of what I'm most excited for what I'm prioritizing what I'm you know gonna try and buy or get at the library and it doesn't feel like this overwhelming list of things that I you know half of you don't even remember what the books are about that type of thing that's a tip from a minimalist <laughs> yeah, very good tip very good tip because I definitely think just when I was going back what I was saying like pre-booktube days where I would have a book 
-hmm. I would read it. And then what was I going to read next? Whatever I went to the store that day and bought or borrowed from the library or, you know, I was just doing a one for one thing. I never, literally never had books lying around unread. And Mm -hmm. then I don't know what happened to me. I kind of wish I could go back to those glory days of just like one book per thing and or just, you know, totally using my library all the time, which mm-hmm. I do use my library more in the summer. But now like quarantine and stuff like that, things are still kind of closed down. I can't really browse as much. It's harder to get books and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, and I am trying to get through my physical TBR. So maybe it will get easier. The less books I have, the easier it will be. Yeah. You know, funny thing is I actually read an article the other day day because maybe we could do a whole podcast episode about this mm-hmm. but I I love the library I'm I believe in the library supporting the library but I've had people say before to me like oh well then you're not supporting the author because you're not buying their books that they buy the author's books to support them but I actually was looking up and libraries do support authors like and Mm -hmm. so I feel way better now about using a library system because I am I'm just supporting it through my library that supports the author yeah I I don't want to say too much because you're right. This would make a really good episode. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I'm going to save my thoughts on that. But, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. That's a good one. Um, So, today we're going to help you choose your next read. If none of these methods work and you're like, we're going into fall, please just tell me what to read next. If you're one of those people that just need to be told. Are you ready? We're going to be recommending some of the best books to read this fall. So, my first choice, and this one I think I told you about the other day. (laughs) This is Still House Lake by Rachel Kane. Okay, the cover on this book screams fall and like spooky. Even though it's not, it's not like a horror book. It's an actual like terrifying real life book experience type of thing. This woman finds out that her husband is a serial killer. Literally was killing these like, I think it might be like teenage girls or like, you know, young 20s girls in their garage. Someone accidentally or it might have been on purpose, I forget, but, like, someone (laughs) (laughs) crashes into their garage, and that's how they find out there's, like, a dead body hanging there. Well, anyway, um, you know, people online are after her because they think that she was associated with it, and she has two kids, but then she's trying to run away from her husband, and he's, like, it's, it's, okay, so, like, he is, something is wrong with him. I'm sorry, I don't know what exactly the correct term, but obviously he's a serial killer, but then he's also that type of person where, like, he wants her to, like, still love him or he wants to, like, be possessive of her, you know? I don't know. It is so crazy and like it's one of those like fast paced my heart is beating it's actually a series and I rated the first two books five stars after that like I don't really care about series anymore so (laughs) but a lot of other people still love the series and I think the fifth book is read now on NetGalley at the moment so wow yeah after you talked about that I was like adding it to the TBR. Dang it, Jacqueline. (laughs) Because yeah, it sounds so good. So my first recommendation is The Death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware. I chose this one because of the setting. Most of the story takes place at a sprawling estate in the English countryside where the deceased Miss Westaway's family has gathered to pay their respects and claim their inheritance. Um, This was released a couple of years ago, back in 2018, and I thought it was the perfect atmosphere for fall. Okay, the next one I have is The Grown Up by Jill. Gillian Flynn, Gillian Flynn. I never know how to say her name, but it's fine. This one is actually a short story. I think it's only like 69 pages or 96 pages. 
one of those. <laughs> but anyway, 60, yeah. Is it 60? Okay. Mm-hmm. This one is so good because of the fact that it's short. So it makes it creepier because it's short. It's a very weird type of story though. So it's this lady, I think we don't even know her name, and she is like pretending to be psychic and this one other lady comes in and she's like oh let me tell you your future like you're like sad or whatever and the lady's like oh my gosh how did you even know they start talking about this lady's like haunted house and she wants her to come to the house to like see if it's really haunted but then this lady's kid is really weird but it also has a very ambiguous ending so if you don't like ambiguous endings maybe don't pick this one up but I loved how short it was I loved how creepy it was it's a good one for fall I think and it's a quick read yeah remember how we were talking about tropes and we did I think we briefly mentioned ambiguous endings Mm -hmm. like whether we were a fan or not and I know you are Mm -hmm. and I'm usually not unless it's done in such a way like The Giver by Lois Lowry, little bit ambiguous ending. So much so that thousands upon thousands of people wrote the author and was like, we need more because that just didn't work for us. So she finally did write more. But um, this one has an ambiguous ending and I loved the ending of this one. I thought it worked really well. So great recommendation. The next recommendation I have for you guys is If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. This is the story of seven friends, Shakespearean actors at a classical conservatory who play the same roles on and off stage. So like the hero the villain, the tyrant, the tempterist, the ingenue, and extras. But in their fourth and final year, the balance of power begins to shift. Friendly rivalry turns ugly, and on opening night, real violence invades the student's world of make-believe. So the story starts as one of the seven is released from jail some 10 years later, and they are recounting what really happened to the man that actually put him behind bars. I have heard so many people say how amazing this book is, and especially like I mean, the cover is like super creepy, and every time I go to put it on my TBR, I read about the Shakespearean actors and I'm like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I don't put it on because I'm like, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, if you like Shakespearean stuff and you haven't read this yet, hello, you need to get on it. If you don't like Shakespearean stuff because they are at this like classical conservatory, so they like, even off stage, they're like, wherefore art thou? And you're like, what the heck? Like, who talks like this? But at the same time, I like, because, you know, books are told in acts. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the beginning, the middle, and the end. Mm -hmm. So I thought that it did lend itself really well to... Uh, the storytelling and plus like I am kind of a theater nerd so is my husband so I also did like that but I think that people that don't like it can still appreciate the story of seven friends they used to be the best of friends they've worked together for four years in college to do all of these you know plays and stuff and then holy crap things get ugly so I don't know maybe try a chapter we'll see (laughs) (laughs) okay my uh last recommendation is bird box by josh mallerman (laughs) and i had to put this in here because i am pressuring gwen to read this so badly (laughs) but this is also a great fall read like it's not it's not because it doesn't fit this this is like the ultimate book to read during october and like halloween time because it is super 
super creepy. A lot of you might have already seen the Netflix video of it. And I mean, the, the movie is also very, very well done. But I do still love the book just because you really feel blindfolded in the book. Whereas the movie, obviously, you're watching people be blindfolded. This is about this apocalyptic world where there is something outside, it might be a creature, I mean, you really just don't know. And people that see whatever this thing is, will either go crazy and commit suicide or they literally go mad and they try and make other people like take their blindfolds off and like open their eyes and see this like oh see this powerful thing or whatever the heck it is but anyway (laughs) it is very very creepy and it gives me anxiety like when I'm reading it I just read the second book Mallory and that one was also five stars like Bird Box they are so good I love this like a pop apocalyptic world for some reason it's just one of my favorite apocalyptic worlds that I've ever read about and I would love to actually see a second movie or even possibly a third book maybe I don't know but it's really really good (laughs) I'm like who is this girl reading series now yeah just this one just this one (laughs) (laughs) and the still house lake one oh right 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 wow I had two series on this list go me (laughs) all right my last recommendation for you guys is the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires by Grady Hendrix I love the blend of southern small towns, housewives, and vampires, and then like, plus there's a book club. I love Hendrix's writing in this. It's witty, it's nostalgic, and this one Patricia and her close group of friends bond over their love of true crime, which I'm also a fan of, so like, loving it. After Trisha is attacked and children in the town begin to go missing, she suspects that her neighbor's nephew James might have something to do with it so really good this one is considered horror although I don't think it was like super scary like I said small town vibes housewife vampire like book club what more do you need I actually do have this physical copy and the audiobook's coming in a couple weeks so I will be reading this and I will see if it's a good fall recommendation (laughs) I hope so I hope so Um, okay, so looking to the week ahead, Jacqueline, what do you have going on this week? Um, so I just have work again. That's like the story yeah. of my life. <laughs> yeah, I feel that too. I told you guys before I was going to visit Jacqueline and I literally had the best time. It, it was, was so, so fun. fun. It's yeah. like meeting her in person was like more than I could ever. I want to go back so bad, you guys. <laughs> um, and it wasn't just her. I met a couple of my other friends as well for the very first time and I had an amazing time. But I have this thing when I go on trips, especially when other people are involved. Like if I go on a trip with my husband, I feel like we connect differently on that trip or like you, like being apart from you now, I'm like, I just want to go back. Yeah. I just want to be with you again and like sit on the couch and chat until one in the morning, you know? Yeah. Um, so I always have this like, little life slump a little yeah, bit no, you know same I've been in like <laughs> such a funk because it's like I guess it's just there's so much energy that gets built mm-hmm. up and so much anticipation and mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that I always love having something to look forward to mm-hmm. so when you get to the end of that and like people <laughs> like, go it's home over. yeah it's over and I'm like wait I have to go back to normal life where I mean mm-hmm. I love normal life but when you're coming off of that like huge high, <laughs> yes, then you're just exactly. like, what is this? Like it's nice. I know. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna be getting back into my routine 
you know, boring adult stuff, paying bills, returning books to the library, filling my prescriptions, filming videos. I'm just going to try to get over this little slump I'm having. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Talk Bookish to Me. We tackled the age-old question, what book should I read next, and shared several methods for picking out your next read. Make sure you check out our fall recommendations and please share your favorite fall reads and more by emailing us at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast. Take a moment to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. And if you found anything helpful in today's episode, make sure you share it with your friends. We'll be back every other Monday for more bookish talks. So come back and join us again in two weeks. Until next time, happy reading.